Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello everybody and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Just got to come to you with a really, really quick one today and the sun is just shining in at a most unbelievably poor angle here on my face. But that's not the worst of my worries at the moment. We're going to talk about Leeds in a night of up and down, ups and downs last night. Paddy is with me here. Uh, he's just he's just phoned in via audio at the moment without any, without any video. But Paddy will be here and he will also be giving his, uh, his thoughts and feelings, I think, as I say, in a night that started out poorly. Uh, picked up for about 15 minutes and then ended kind of sourly as well um, uh, in Villa Park last night. But Paddy, I suppose, first of all, just give me, I suppose, how are you feeling today now that we're back out the other side of um, of that game and we're on to a new day? Well, I suppose that the overriding feeling is like we've lost the game. That's, that's, that's the way I went to bed last night, feeling like we've lost it. I still feel the same today. Uh, it just seems like that's two points left behind and two easy points when you're coasting to leave behind. And that that's the way I'm feeling about it today. It's a strange one because, you know, you mentioned the word there, coasting, without getting into the semantics of the word itself, you know. But we had, a like, realistically, we only played for 15 minutes. And now they were a beautiful 15 minutes, Paddy. Coutinho mm. did some stuff there that I, like, Coutinho did some stuff there that I don't think I've ever seen. You know, there was there was two passes that Coutinho played were just fabulous. Like that's that's the like I'm smiling thinking about them. Um, yeah, and, and we've not seen that. Even when we had Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish was a ball carrier. He wasn't really a ball passer. He wasn't a super passer of the ball. He was good. Don't get me wrong. But Coutinho's passing of the ball last night was fantastic. But we did still the 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 crux of the matter here, and it's something that we said before the game is we only played for fifteen to nineteen minutes of that game. 
game yesterday and that to me is still a galling point I'm I've come to terms with the point that we only got a draw last night yes I think when you're 3-1 up against any team you should be professional enough to to to, to see it out and we're going to start off talking about the highs I think of the game firstly but uh, it is worth mentioning you know I suppose how we are feeling about it at the moment look it's another point we're still you know we're on a two-game unbeaten run now let's keep it let's stay unbeaten for the next four games as well I think that's important but mm. uh yeah, look, what you say, the context of it is when you're 3-1 up, you should be beating any team in the Premier League. Um, and that's the second time we've lost the, we've lost the two-goal lead um, uh, in, in the Premier League this season. But let's talk about the positives first, and then maybe we can talk about trying to fix fix the, fix the things that maybe aren't so positive. But I, I think the positives were that we're beginning to see the attacking intent that Stephen Gerrard wants to bring. We're beginning to see that in blossom, I suppose, or at least we did for a short period of time. Um uh, and obviously, look, we've got uh, goals from midfield again. You know, that's that's certainly a positive for me, Paddy. Where where do you yeah. tend? Where did you tend to see the positives from last night? Well, well, the, the, with the exception of Ollie Watkins, I think all the positives were in when the final toured. Um, I thought I thought Ollie Watkins had one of his abject performances. I could call it mm-hmm. trying to be nice here. I just thought he was missing in action for a lot of the game. Um, Buendia, while he was there, I know I know he went off. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. Coutinho, I thought he was fantastic. Jacob Ramsey, absolutely outstanding. Um, but just again, in sports, it wasn't an overall 90-minute performance of, of a fantastic football. It just it just needs to be a lot more spread throughout the game and not just focused into 15 minutes. Now, it, we're, we're probably being a bit unkind. I think, I think from the time they scored, to the time they scored their second goal, I thought I thought we bossed the game. I thought we looked mm. well on top, but uh, yeah, it, it it was fantastic. It was great to see balls being played, the, the likes of Buendia, the likes the likes of Coutinho that we've never seen in Villa Park. The vision, especially for what will be the the first goal that that uh, that Jacob Ramsey scored. What a pass! What an absolute <laughs> world class pass! And. And you, you know, there's there's a photograph out in the domain there of the two of them pointing at each other, where, mm. um, you know, he's it, Jacob Ramsey is pointing at Coutinho, saying, "This is all I knew. That's a great pass," and he's not even looking at him. But Coutinho is looking at him and pointing at him as if to say, "This guy has it." Coutinho knows he has it, and he knew when mm. he put him. We he put him in so much space to take that take on that shot. It was absolutely phenomenal. And even with the ball getting caught up underneath his feet. Still managed to get it, get the shot away. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Jacob Ramsey was a huge plus point um, for me last night, as was Coutinho, Buendia. You know, we've picked on they, they are the positives from last night. They're the three positives in themselves uh, for yeah. last night. Um, but Jacob Ramsey, Ramsey specifically, I like the way that Stephen Jarrett spoke about him afterwards. Um, look, a lot of people, I, I've read on social media as well that a lot of people are. Uh, you know, felt that maybe Jared should have been a bit more combative with his team and called his team, called for more from his from the team in the, in the post match, and I, and I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there with regards to that. Um, and the reason being is that you know you've got a player like Jacob Ramsey, and and you know it's it's a it's a very well well used tactic. You can talk about the negatives, but what you can also do is you can call on the young player who tried to grab the game by the scruff of the neck by scoring two goals. 
as a way of pointing the finger at people who maybe should be doing it a small bit more as well in other parts of the field. And that's an age-old piece. You know, that's an age-old tactic of 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 performance management, so to say, um, within any aspect of business or or even team play as well. So I was I was I was very much okay with that. What I really liked is Jacob Ramsey's interview after the game as well, Paddy, just showed the kind of the measure of the guy. He didn't get up there and didn't do the uh, you know, they're a great bunch of lads, you know, they're a great bunch of guys, and we're going to continue to work. He basically said, We should have won. We were 3 0 up, we 3 1 up, 3 1 up, should have won, should have put this one to bed. Yeah, I'm pleased with my goals, but we conceded city goals. And like he's a 20 year old child, uh, sorry, child is the wrong word, 20 year old man. And, uh, uh, you know, I suppose in in terms of the game, he's he, he's still formative. But, um, you know, for him to come out and say that, it's, as well, I think is you know it was honest, it was refreshing, it was nice, and I I think that there's going there there's people that's going to be a bit a bit ratty about that performance last night, you know, and and saying well look you can say we should be keeping the holding the ball up up top a small bit more, but when we were breaking at pace, we we ripped them apart. The only reason we didn't break at pace is because you know there was no like like the the, the opportunities for us to get the ball forward weren't there, you know, um so. There's, there's there's swings and roundabouts, and that's why I call it an up an up and down kind of uh, performance yesterday, even though there was only yeah. 15 to 90 minutes. Um, talk to me a small bit more on Ali Watkins, Paddy, as well, before we move on. Yeah. Because... Well, look, let, let's, let's give Jacob Ramsey his due, because he, you, call him, you call him a boy. And I, I think before last night, to me, he was a boy. But I think it was a coming-of-age moment to play the way he did and then come out and... and... Lost me there, Neil. Have you? Am I still no, here? you're back again. Yeah, you're back again. Hello. Yeah, you're back again. I can hear you. Paddy seems to be gone there. Uh, we seem to have lost him, but I think he was talking about Jacob Ramsey and his coming of age moment there, and and I think that's very very true. I think it is a, um, it was a coming of age moment. Uh, Stephen Gerrard even mentioned it. He mentioned that this was something that he, um, that he was uh, very very happy with. He actually said that he knows England midfielders, that he knows what what it takes to be an England midfielder, and he thinks that Jacob Ramsey can get there someday if he keeps on going. And that's that that's uh, I suppose for me it was really nice to hear specifically from one of the best. Um, goal scoring midfielders that the Premier League has ever seen. Paddy is back again. I don't know if Paddy can hear me. Um, I can. I, I can. You can. Yeah, back again. Yep. That's cool. Uh, no, I think you were just saying there about Jacob Ramsey in the coming of age moment as uh, as well. Um, that he had last night. The fact that he was, you know, he probably feels more comfortable within the system and within this within this, this structure of the squad to be able to say what he did after the game last night. Yes, absolutely. To to, to stand up and 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 to speak like a man and not be happy with the fact. That he's just scored scored two outstanding goals. That the most important aspect of the game was that we threw away two point two points. Um, that we you know we should we should definitely have got three points out of the game. So I think I think it would be remiss of us not to mention that. And I'm sorry yeah. if I missed what you said in between. No, no, your um, friend. <laughs> what well, what's the story with Ollie Watkins? So more Polly Watkins to me. What do you, what do you feel is 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 gone wrong with him recently? I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I think I think I messaged you after about twenty minutes when they were playing such a high line, and I said, yeah, "This is cr- yeah. this is crying out for Danny Ings." I just I just felt it's it this, that system does just doesn't suit him for me. I, like I know I I am a big fan of Ollie Watkins. I have wanted him to come on so much, and it just hasn't happened for him. And he may he may be a victim of the system for me. 
Um, you know, I, 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 I honestly thought for the first time, and I think we spoke about this the other night about about the system and, and the high line. That was the first time in a long time we've seen such a high line that I felt that Danny Ings could have exploited, which Jacob Ramsey did exploit. You know, with with the two passes that were there, so um, they were there to be run ragged, and I don't think Ollie Watkins did it. I just, I just can't put my finger on what's going wrong for him. I think we're talking about a completely different Ollie Watkins performance. If and and look. We're go- you've said an awful lot about 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 stuff there. He was at it was abject performance. I think last night it wasn't one of his better ones. He didn't even he didn't mm. get around the place even as much as he normally does. Now maybe he's been told to hold his position. Maybe that's not something that he can do. But uh, and and I also thought that when Carney came on, I probably would have brought on Ings at that stage like you and played yeah. and dropped Watkins back a small bit to try and get him into the game because you always have the option of bringing. Uh, carrying on at that stage, you know, while he, when Ings has kind of warmed himself up into the game, but um, look, it, it didn't work out that way, and I don't think Carney played particularly well when he came on either as well. Um, I just thought the game kind of passed him by, and it certainly wasn't a performance like we saw from him against um, against Everton. Um, but uh, but I I I think with Ali Watkins, like there was two instances where Ali Watkins was literally that if he had longer studs, he probably would have put two of them in the back of the net when he slid in. Um, you know, from two beautiful crosses, I think one from Coutinho or one from Dina. Um, so like the margins for somebody like that and, and maybe, and, and that's not Ali Watkins game being a poacher, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe he needs to develop to become a poacher, as you say, within this. And, and and he was very close to getting two goals. I think he got his foot on one of them and it went wide. And and like we did create some chances, but the thing is that we're a team at the moment that when we create chances, like we could have scored five or six I don't know. Could, like Leeds probably could have scored five or six as well, though. That's the problem. <laughs> and we're going to get onto that in a moment because Tyrone Mings header in the first half that went wide. Um, you know, fantastic yeah. header. He just missed the target. Ollie Watkins. I genuinely believe Ollie Watkins could have got two goals if he was in, if he was um, you know, three inches taller. Um, because he was in the right place at the right time, sliding in back post. But look, they didn't happen. And when they don't happen like that for a player who hasn't barely got any any um, purchase out of the game at all, you know, we're always going to turn around and say, well, he didn't have such a good game. And I think that's that's something he either needs to develop, or uh, it's so it's something that um, that 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 we maybe need to stop providing those chances to him. You know, mm-hmm. so so I, yeah. I, I don't know what the situation is. Um, I know we're caught for time on this one, Paddy, and it's not, it's going to be a shorter one than normal. But um, our two centre halves didn't cover themselves in glory. There's no two ways of 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 sugarcoating this. Uh, the red card for me was absolutely st- like that. To me, was just like some kick in the back of the neck because he's yeah. gone for two games now, Kanzas, and he's gone for two games. And the other lad beside him didn't exactly fill anyone with confidence at times during the game yesterday. Yes, he put, carried the ball out, Mings, and that's Mings, by the way. And sorry, it was probably very um, uh, unprofessional me to call him that other lad. He, you know, Mings, he, he <laughs> carried the ball out of defence really well, which was brilliant. There was sometimes he made them marauding runs. I'd love to see his progressive carries, but just those one or two little things cost us goals, and and, and yeah. it's. It's it's a conversation point now, and it's been a conversation point for a while that I suppose I've always been kind of saying, look, he's our captain, he's our leader, um, you know, and while I'm not calling for him to be dropped or anything, you know, he there just has to become a situation. There's nothing we can do about it now. We've got four centre halves, you know, that's yeah. all we have is four centre halves and a couple of 16, 17 year olds. So we have to make something work there. And I don't know how to do it other than, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the, the second goal, <laughs> 
we, we, I can mitigate potentially the second goal away from him. I can potentially mitigate the third goal away from him. But at the end of the day, he was the guy who was there with the opportunity to make the clearance and he didn't do it. Yeah. Look, I think collectively, I think it's a poor performance from, from both of them. Um, I'm, I'm going to give Ezri Konza a pass simply on the fact that uh, there was there was three similar tackles made to the first one by Ailing, and this referee let, let them go, and there was no there was no yellow card. So for me, for Konza to make two fouls in the game and get two yellow cards, I think I, I don't think anyone can argue with the second one. But I think Just, the first one. If you're if you're going to give people a pass, you have to give everybody a pass. You have yeah. to be consistent. So if you're if you're going to let Ailing away with three and no yellow card, you have to at least. Be, be fair and even it up the other way. And he wasn't. And as, as, a, as a result, he was given a decision to make by an absolutely... Sh- like, to lead with the elbow yeah. in what he done just, is absolutely just ridiculous. idiotic. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the, and look, I don't mind if I'm getting two yellow cards and getting sent off in a game. If, you know, if it's if they're both of them are constructive, you know, is what yeah. I'm saying, for the team, or you're taking one for the team. He didn't do anything. Yeah. That was just petulance, is what that was. And secondly, the thing that annoys me is, it's the second time he's been sent off now, I think, in five games. He's going to miss two games for the rest of the season. So, like, like I'm open yeah. to correction. I think it's in five games, second time he's been sent off. And now he's going to miss two games. So he's going to miss, um, I can't even remember what games he's going to miss now, Newcastle uh, at the weekend, and, and then a follow-on game from that. And it's the position we said beforehand, that we're look of all the positions in the field, we've got people who can come in, but the drop off in our center halves is quite big, and that's saying something considering we're both here and we're both a bit annoyed about the center half play from, from yesterday. <laughs> so, like, yeah. we're we, well, look, we, he's we, given us a problem we didn't need, yeah. And and look, we 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 spoke a lot during the transfer window about Pau Torres and who could potentially come in and the need yeah. to strengthen there. They bought. He's bought Callum Chambers. We have we gonna obviously he's he's gonna go in there. I'd imagine that would will be a direct replacement. Um because yeah. he, he brought he brought him on last night. And we, we we're gonna have to trust him and we're gonna have to get behind him. And I'm completely fine with that because the manager has obviously seen something in him to go and get him. Um maybe he couldn't get his first choice. We'll never know what, what that was. But look, I I'm absolutely fine with Ezra Conza. I'm I'm giving him a pass simply because of what I said. Um, but I thought it was very naive to lead with the elbow the way he did. If he was going to block off the goalkeeper and be cynical about it, I don't believe he would have got a yellow card. But the fact that he led with the elbow, he gave him absolutely no choice. Yeah. And, you know, the easiest thing to do here is to go all in on Mings. On the I was just about to say, but we do have to talk about Mings as well, like if we don't talk about him, because at the end of the day, that clearance for the third goal was just Mickey Mouse stuff, like it really was. And And, and look, I'm going to actually say it as well here. Martinez should be calling for that. Like, there was an age between when Lorente hit the ball and when Mings had to make the clearance. Like, Martinez yeah. makes the call there, falls on it, everybody walks out, we're 3-2 up still. You know, but what happens is there, Martinez is standing right beside Mings. Now, whether he did call for it and Mings still went to clear it, I don't know. But still, the clearance needs to be better. Like, the only thing he could have done worse was booted off Lorente into the back of the net, you know? um. So, for me, yeah. it's just lack of composure. And, and I wouldn't mind... 30 seconds beforehand, he makes one of the best uh, underlying clearances you're going to see this season. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So we've delivered and just, good and the bad with him. Like, but it's. I have, I have said this so many times about him. The, the guy is capable of being world class yeah. one minute and just being asleep the next minute. And that's, mm. you know, I, I said, uh, this is going back a year and a half. I've said this. It just is a lack of concentration. And I don't know how you, you improve that in somebody. 
you have to be on the ball for 90 minutes. Um, as, you, as you said about the second goal, we, we actually discussed it, I think, at halftime. Mm-hmm. Because Buendia was actually back there working his nuts off to try and get it, he actually pushed Dan James into the header, which probably yeah. caused the goal. But then again, Ming should be dealing better at it than actually looking but at. Where, I, where I actually Dan think James I is. actually think Ming's would have dealt with it if Buendia didn't come in and try and jump over the two of them. You know, Possibly. so look, but but once again, no, once again, once again, as I say, M- Matty Cash was also a fault. For that goal too, so that was a collective errors. Mings is yep. the guy caught under the ball. He should still have cleared it, not giving him a pass in it. And, and I, I thought I thought have havoc with me, my eyes. <laughs> so I'm just going to do I, this. Apologies that he will watch it. I thought particularly in the first half that Maddie Cash had a poor game. Um, I think so too. That that's just my opinion. I thought he, he thought he was particularly poor. It was one of his worst games for us. So um, not going to let him away with it either. He did no. improve as the game went on. I thought I thought he, he dropped off a little bit and got a little bit more solid at the back. Um, special mention to we, we mentioned all the positives. We probably left out Luca Dean, who yeah. marshaled Rafinha out of the game without a shadow of a doubt, and to a lesser extent, John McGinn and and uh, Douglas Louise, who every time he got the ball, one of them was on him, and he he saw very little change out of them. So um, while, while people weren't too happy with McGinn and Louise, who had a quiet game, they didn't have. They didn't have much to do the way the ball was played, uh, yeah, in fairness yeah. to them, um, and and they were particularly left isolated out of the game. Yeah, look, it was one of those up and down games. Actually, I've got one more positive I'm going to talk about as well, and I know that we can discuss the the setup of the team yesterday, and we were as wide open in midfield as we've ever seen Aston Villa Football Club, uh, even under Dean Smith, and that was something whereby we conceded all the ground in the middle midfield, and we did that again yesterday. Um, and, and and that's probably something for another another conversation. But one thing I will say was really really good was that I think Aston Villa identified uh, an inefficiency in Leeds defending, and then how Leeds get back and how they defend crosses. Because I counted six times, and then I stopped counting, so it could be more. I counted six times that Aston Villa got the ball to the byline instead of crossing it. They the uh, diagonal ball backwards towards the penalty area. Like Coutinho got his goal from it at the, at the very, very start. That to me means that, or looked like it was fully scouted that Leeds were poor defending that area, that they got their players back further and maybe defended the edge of the area and that there was corridors there. And we did it umpteen times. I, like I counted six. Uh, it could be more. It could be more. And, and that to me, look, just shows that First of all, I loved it because, you know me, I hate crosses. I hate those crosses into the box that we, we've been doing. We just can't score them. It's just, we're just not able to. So it's um, it's it, that to me was interesting. Coutinho gets a great goal from it. We, we, we move on. Um, but uh, yeah, look, game of ups and downs. I know we don't have a lot of time to spend in this, Paddy. It's early morning here on the uh, on the 10th of February and uh, both of us have places we need to go. So listen, very, very quick one there for everybody. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Thanks so much, everyone, for watching. We will be back with a preview of the Newcastle game and we will also be back with a team sheet tantrum um, before the Newcastle game as well. So to everybody out there, stay safe. It's still a point. Should have been three. A lot of talking points on it, but we can still move and we can still grow and we can still progress from this as well. Um, so for me, I'm going to draw a line under it. I'm going to enjoy the goals that we scored and I'm going to hope that Steven Gerrard and the rest of his team are looking at the goals we conceded and make sure they don't happen again. So that's going to do it for today, guys, everybody. And until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.
Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.